What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jerry Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. How are you this fine evening? Doing all right. I'm trying a new look for the show. Glasses Ooh, on top of head. I like it. Yeah. It's fun. It's festive. Mostly because every time I come into Jared's house and I take my sunglasses off and I come inside, <laughs> I set them down on something instead of putting them in my bag, yeah. and then I yeah. forget them, and then Sam yells at me for forgetting <laughs> them. <laughs> I uh, I almost actually it's funny I actually almost was thinking man I might have to be wearing some uh, shades on the podcast tonight too not because of anything uh, quite like that but because I like had one of those like tension headaches that's the ones that like right behind your Ooh, eyes and it was like ma- you know it's like a little sensitive to light and I went no these aren't like super bright but they yeah. you know they're a little light yeah. and I was kind of thinking man that I might be having to do it but fortunately it went away a little bit earlier this you afternoon. You want to wear mine? They're cool kid no, glasses. I'm all right for now. I made these as an all women's camping trip sponsored by <laughs> REI. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's why they're mismatched. One side's uh, white and the other side, well, was green. Is it peeling off? No, it's green. No, it's still green. Yeah. Oh, a little bit of peel okay. in there. Well, on yeah, the it's yeah. kind of peeling. I see Damn, what you're talking it might about be there. time for some new glasses. Oh, but wow. I don't want new glasses. <laughs> I like these glasses. <laughs> I made them. They're attached to memories. <laughs> it's, a, it's an important date. It's just marking an important special time. Yeah. But... Another important special time that you get to mark here this week is another new episode of Team Chat Podcast, which comes out on Thursdays. And you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Google, 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 Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, you know, lots of other places out there on the web, as well as YouTube, where you can watch a video version of each episode. You can also find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and our Discord server. And uh, if you want to help make the show bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, just like a lot of cool people like Super Saiyan Ace, Erica L, Elise F, Zach S, Susan M, James K, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. They've headed over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, given us a dollar, or little as a dollar a month. And in return, we give them cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Thursday release and access to a private channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery. So check that out if you can. And if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. Tons of great ways to support the show for free, such as telling your friends, writing us a review, subscribing wherever you're listening to or watching the podcast. Comments. Yeah, give us give those us comments those YouTube and all that comments. stuff. All that we stuff is good. Them. So to each and every one of our viewers, patrons, listeners alike, thank you. Heart emojis. Smooches. XOXO. Well, before we get into the main topic of the day, I got to go let Fender out. So entertain the people. He's back I'll here pacing us. Here's little clickety clacks. I told there Jared he is. right before we started. I was like pushing back my chair. I was like, I'll go let him out. And I he thought was like, he was no, going to no, settle. It's going to be fine. I thought He'll he was going to settle. But well, he's you right go here and I'll entertain like, the people. Papa, let me out. So, I'll tell them I'll be all right about back. the Doki Peppu Museum. Oh, yeah. All right. So if you're not familiar, Dr. Pepper is from Texas. Now, Sam chastised me when I told her that I was going to the Dr. Pepper Museum in Waco, Texas, because apparently that's not the real one. The one in Dublin, Texas is, but that sounds stupid. And who in their right mind would go to Dublin, Texas? Arguably the wrong Texas. So instead, like a normal person, I went to Waco, Texas. Predominantly known for that one time with that cult and all those people died and it made a bunch of documentaries and the news. This is back in like the 90s or the 80s. So, so it's been a while. You know, they, they've moved past that. They've moved past that. Now it's known for Chip and Joanna Gaines and their like renovated castle and their shopping center or, or whatever. But more importantly, the Dr. Pepper Museum. The coolest place you've never been and probably never will go. Uh, it's shockingly much more than you think it is. We had a blast. 
all of the old advertisements from like the the 60s and stuff were hilarious. A lot of sexual innuendo about how um, Dr. Pepper peps you up. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. (laughs) But also a lot of weird old ads about how they used to recommend Dr. Pepper between specifically the hours of 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and then again at 4 p.m. So there were all of these old ads that featured like this logo of sort of like a, a very minimalistic clock where it would be like the 10, the 2, and the 4. And that was all over these advertisements. And we were like, what is that about? It's because they used to heavily advertise like, hey, did you know that a human, you know, an adult person's blood sugar drops between the hours of 10 to 2 p.m. and then again at 4 p.m.? So that's when you should have your Dr. Pepper. Dubious amount of science there, but fantastic ad campaign. Very interesting stuff. We're talking about marketing. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good a good topic. Good thing out there. Anybody got some good marketing so don't tips cut for that. a podcast? That was, that was some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. Okay, I'll have to go back and listen to I was to telling it later, a people. riveting story <laughs> about the Docker Pe- Docky Peppu Museum. Oh, man, I'm so, I, I, I want to go there. I've never you been should. there. I love Dr. Pepper. I drink too many Dr. Peppers, but you know what? I haven't been to the Dr. Pepper Museum. You can get go. a customized Dr. Pepper float at the Dr. Pepper Tell Museum. And they have flavors that they don't sell in stores. Yeah, I go, man. Well, this is groundbreaking yeah. information. Groundbreaking news, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, so don't cut that part that I put in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it'll stay in there. But yeah. hey, uh, oh, an actual another uh, quick announcement before we jump into the episode and everything. This is episode 299. So our next one will be 300, which is crazy. I was talking with it, about it with Sam the other day, and I was just like, I never would have guessed. I also can't believe, like, I kind of thought that we were at 295. Yeah. Because whenever I listen or watch the episodes on my own time afterwards, I never look at the title. I just breeze right past that. <laughs> I'm like, I vaguely know what we talked about. I don't need the title. So I had no idea that we were on this day yeah. recording 299. We're here. We're That's here. On the verge, the eve of episode 300. Our 300th birthday. I know. Sort it's of. It's crazy. It's crazy. What, what's what's it called? Because an octogenarian is when you make it to 100. Yes. What's it when you make it to 300? Troctogenarian? I have no idea. I was trying to figure out how I could work a this Triple is centenet- Sparta centenet- joke centenet- <laughs> into there. Man, I actually just watched 300 last night. Pretty gay, right? <laughs> In the best way. Pretty homoerotic. I, I was just like, Gerard Butler and all of these dudes these can dudes. fucking get it. God <laughs> damn, can they get it? Oh, man, Xerxes is my bias. Oh, Rodrigo we Santoro. In, in this man, house, we stand Xerxes. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> okay, have you seen Love Actually? Okay, he's in that. I know you love that movie. Yes, I do. A, a great movie and a complete polar Wait, opposite. Wait, he's Xerxes? Okay, now I have to see it. He is I, in it. It's a good thing you Look led with that. Look it up. Oh, my Carl? God. Love Actually. Is it? Oh, okay. Carl with a K or a C? Ooh, good question, but I bet either one will get you there. Carl Love Actually. If, oh, it's with a K. Wow. How Look b- at him in that movie. Oh, damn. <laughs> Fine man. <laughs> yes, he is. Hot but shit. like, looks so oh much God. different from he's Xerxes. He's so young. Yeah. Well, that movie's like 2001. Baby in this. 300 was okay. 2007. This one, like this face shot, uh, what's it called? Headshot. Yeah. I can see it there. Yeah. Like, if you took away the, the hair, obviously, and the beard, it'd be like, okay, yes, that's Xerxes. Yeah. But to my previous point, if I had been a, a Spartan and I had seen Xerxes <laughs> roll up into my hometown, I would have been like, yeah, I'm all about this. I'm on board. I'll join your. Empire, your yeah, cult. Empire. Not really Probably sure what he was about there, but yeah, I want to be his human stare. 
<laughs> but no, yeah, I had watched. I had. I don't even know how long it had been since oh I watched Three Hundred. That I had that little bit of attention headache last night. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna lay what low. What a movie to choose for attention I, headache. I, you know, remedy. I just was trying to like just chill and be still. And I was like, I haven't watched this one in a really long time. And that movie fucking rocks. It's I, so good. I don't think I've seen it since the first time I saw it. Yeah. I really should rewatch it. I know it. people give Zack Snyder a lot of shit, and I know it's not historically accurate in any way, shape, or form because it's cares? based off the graphic novel. But the the like look and art style of that movie is 10 out of 10. It is a, it, it's so good. And then, yeah, the sculpt of those bods and like throwing her in the mix too, Lena Headey as Queen Gorgo, throwing her in there too. Yes. Um, stunning I, as well. She was stunning. Mm. It's a good movie. So go watch 300 yeah. in preparation for episode 300 <laughs> of Team Chat Podcast. But all that to say. Oh, should we dress up like characters from 300? Uh, we'll just be on the show. Tits out. <laughs> we will I'm get down. instantly I, oh kicked God. off of YouTube. <laughs> I got some swords we can use or something. Yeah, you know, does. it's no big deal. We got, we got this We covered. just got to figure out how to make the time. Of leather briefs and we'll be good to go. I actually have like a little like oh, ar- not Spartan at all, but like a little leather leather oh, chest like piece the, thing. The swordy heart. Oh, Jesus. no, like armor thing that I made for an old like school they uh, presentation thing. No, but oh, it was okay. like a ro- more Roman. All we need style. are two red sheets for capes, <laughs> and, we're, <laughs> and then and some we're done. tiny little leather briefs. And we'll, be, we'll be good to go. <laughs> we will have to airbrush on abs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, we're, yeah, we, no, we are sadly nowhere near the physical state yeah. of uh, of the men in. It will take us 300 years <laughs> to get to that level, yeah. and I just don't think we'll make it that no, I, far. I don't, I don't think we will at all. <laughs> but yeah, let us know in the Discord if you <laughs> see that on episode 300, <laughs> or if you're like, please keep those clothes on. We are not For interested. Our sake, probably that's the, the choice they want. But hey, all that to say. Oh, boy. We're going to take some a little bit of time to finalize our planning for episode 300 or what we're going to do to celebrate. Have been some stuff going on in life lately that's made a little, uh, haven't been able to uh, give as much time to it as we'd like to prepare for it. So we might be taking a little bit of a break. We're not really sure what we're going to do. We might go ahead and do episode 300 and then do like a stream day another day to like celebrate. We don't know. We'll figure it out and we'll let you all know when we do. But just wanted to go ahead and give you a little heads up in advance. But now finally to the main topic of the day. Speaking of threes. Let's talk about Baldur's Gate 3. I thought you were going to sp- say, speaking <laughs> of hotties. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Por que no los dos. <laughs> that would fit as yeah. well into this topic. But yes, Baldur's we have Gate begun three. to play Baldur's Gate 3. When will we finish Baldur's Gate 3? Who the hell knows? It's supposedly not a super long game. Really? But I, th- I heard that it was like 60-ish hours. Oh, for I heard, your first playthrough. Okay. Yeah. See, I heard like in the hundreds of hours. Oh, you did? Oh. oh. Oh, God. We have wildly different. Although I will say I'm not like, no, there's no way that I'm anywhere in, into like close to getting it. I feel like they're like pulling my leg with where the story's going right now in my How far playthrough. have you made it? I'm like, well, I know some of my hours because I'm playing. We're both playing single player games, yes, right? Yes, correct. And we're playing a co-op game with some with friends. Four, with the, four. The full, full the party. Full squad. Uh, which was an experience. We did our first uh, our first session of that the other night. and It was so fun. I had That was actually the first time that I had ever, like I downloaded, first of all, downloading Baldur's Gate 3 on my... <laughs> should have had you just bring it over here you really to download have, it because oh, i mean i'm not sure that it would have made much of a difference i think it was more based on my laptop than anything else yeah. but it took i think i purchased it from steam around 2 p.m that day and i was like this will be plenty of time it was down to no. the wire i was <laughs> like i'm not sure gigs. it's gonna download in time <laughs> 
game. It is a beast it of is a game. beefy game. So be forewarned, uh, one of my what, friend of the show, Snooty Boots, mm-hmm. um, he got on the Discord with me to like run through my laptop's specs. Yeah. Just to be like, can my laptop even run this game? And it can. <laughs> but it de- like when you boot it up, the fan... Oh, was it the, screaming? Oh, it's like a jet engine just blasting into space. You're like, I'm not sure it's going to live. Luckily, I have one of those nice mesh back laptop stands, so it yeah. gets plenty of circulation. But it's to the point where I'm like, on days we play Baldur's Gate 3, I think I'm going to have to really crank the AC to help keep the room cold. You just, get a little, <laughs> you just need to get a little like desk fan and just have I that do. like pointed yeah, under Yeah, I just need to get something you know, on just it. Just give it a little bit of... Even, even that being said, my laptop, which is about three or four years old, still has pretty strong specs. It's like an Acer Nitro something gaming laptop. Yeah. I don't know. It's perfectly serviceable, runs just fine, but it do struggle a little bit yeah. with, with some of the fine edges of the game. Mostly the, the cutscenes. Mm. Like I noticed a little bit of stuttering in some of the cutscenes, and I'm pretty sure that was my laptop, not the game. Yeah. Uh, I have not experienced stuttering, but I know That's I run it on my, big, on my big PC. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it, the game does run really really well but uh in case you don't know Baldur's Gate 3 just came out like a couple weeks ago three weeks ago uh we did this on purpose man we really did (laughs) this is working out really well for us everything's coming up threes uh but it was developed by and published by Larian Studios who's done other great RPGs like uh Divinity Original Sin which I've only like dabbled in a little bit I've never played Divinity Original Sin but I have heard so many people like low-key talk about it as being a great game I almost like I hear it I'm like maybe I'll give it a try and then I instantly forget it I almost played it I started playing it because I already had it instead of Baldur's Gate 3 to see if that would scratch the itch when I first started getting interested but then I was like no I gotta go for the real thing and that really is kind of the surprising thing about this game because like uh, it started coming out it had been out for maybe a couple days Mogan messaged me on Discord was like what do you think about Baldur's Gate 3 and I said Funny you should ask because I had zero interest yeah. and then and just was like, it looks fun, but you know, I don't know if I'll ever get around to playing it. And then I started watching a couple streams of people playing it, started seeing all the good clips coming out, like especially those sp- the one of the people, you know, whatever, spoiler or whatever, but the people kicking the squirrel on accident. Oh, that's the one that got your attention? One, one of them. because was, it was the so bear sex. Oh, well, that too. That did come out too. And well, and then the other clips have been going around. You know, hopefully we're not spoiled too much, but have you seen the one where it's like the, like the, the, Baba, we fought one the other day in the co-op, like the bo- Boba oh, Yang. Oh, Bugbear. The Bugbear. Yeah. Uh, banging another, like, ogre creature in a barn. Have you not seen what? that? No! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's, it's going to get good. <laughs> Obviously, we're just wanting to play this game because it's all horked <laughs> up, apparently. Wait, yeah. So that was kind of the main reason why <laughs> But also, we are both. I've played D- Dungeons and Dragons a couple of times yeah. in person and digitally. Like I've never Discord done a D D campaign at all, so this is my first I, foray. I did my first in person D and D campaign with strangers. It mm-hmm. was like a pick up and play event at a local uh, Tribe Comics and Games. Oh, cool! Shout out Tribe Comics and Great Games story in, Austin. in Austin. They do a lot of community events, and so I think before COVID, they used to have like open table D and D on Wednesdays. Hmm. And I went to my first one of those 
I think the first week of March of oh, 2020. No. And then, terrible timing. And then the pandemic happened and I never and went they back. Shut it down. Now, in fairness, I believe they have resumed those. So they do all kinds of fun D&D live events. So if you're a person in the Austin, Texas area and you want to go try out D&D for the first time and you just want to show up, no knowledge, no skills, have somebody walk you through it, Tribe Comics and Games has got you covered nice. on select days of the week and I don't know what their schedule is. <laughs> Check them out. They're but, a cool stop. Yeah. They're a cool store. They always have a lot of good selection for everything. Games, comics, all Absolutely. That stuff. My point being that I had a great time doing it on just that sort of one-stop shop campaign. And then me and my friends did another like just one-off couple hours campaign on Discord. We had a blast. We fought one monster. I think we turned him into bread. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how. That or we fed him bread to befriend him. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Anyways, fast Fascinating stuff. Love D&D. And my personal favorite podcasts are usually D&D live plays. Yeah. So I love that kind of stuff. So I already had a pretty good both first and secondhand foundational knowledge of D&D mechanics. What does this mean? What does that mean? What does AC stand for? It stands for armor class. I figure that not work. Assassin's yep. Creed. <laughs> No, it didn't stand for Assassin's Creed. It stands for armor class. And just sort of the flow of how most encounters go. Right. Which is honestly one of the hardest parts of getting used to D&D. Isn't necessarily the mechanics themselves. It's understanding everything that is available to you. Right. Because truly, Dungeons & Dragons is an exceptionally open-ended experience. Uh, one of my old friends described it as, you know, imagine that you can go to a movie or you can be the movie yeah. with your friends for triple the amount of hours and have quadruple the amount of fun for free. I mean, it's we, like, yeah. we played all four of us, you know, played for like two hours or two something half, like that the first like time. That. And man, it was, and it was all parts I'd already played before. Well, yeah. some of it was, it was yeah, stuff I'd already played before. You were way ahead of me. And, and I was just downloading. like, it's still just as fun. Like I see how you can do multiple, multiple yes. playthroughs, which is normally something that, I, like I've said before, I normally don't do that in games. I will go through to play the one time I might revisit it. And that's even if I loved it, you know, like I've only replayed the last of us once. That's my favorite game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but I can already see this one has that, the, uh, the pull there to be able to have a lot of fun for a really long time. Yeah. But let's circle back and start with like foundational knowledge for of sure, for sure. Game. Back to the topic at hand. This is all the topic at hand. Well, that's true. Go ahead. Jared. But still, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is our first uh, foray into this, like we said, uh, made and developed by Larian Studios. And well, to be fair, aside from all the horniness of this game represents, <laughs> the, it also like really caught my attention that it was getting just ridiculously good yes. scores. So thanks for bringing us back to the actual topic like at everything hand. Everything <laughs> about it was like, it's hitting, it, like it's already been declared like one of the highest rated PC games of all time on, on Metacritic and stuff like yeah. that. Like it is putting up some seriously good numbers. And so I was just like, again, we're having another like quasi surprise banger. Maybe people who are in the know about D and D knew this is going to be a banger, but like it's a banger. And, I, and I've played probably total, uh, just shy of 10 hours. I want to say, uh, between the, my solo campaign and our multiplayer one. And it is sucks me in, in a way that like I did not expect it really does feel, I know different games, different series, but it really does evoke a lot of the same, feeling, same feelings for me as when I first played Dragon Age Origins Ooh, way back yes. when. I, I, and, I can see that. And it's just kind of like, I've been, I feel like it's the RPG experience that I've been like really kind of wanting in this. Like I almost bought Diablo 4, but then I was like, no, skip. Pass. You know what? Honestly, good skip. And good yeah, pass. because like then I wouldn't have got Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And this is a much, from everything I'm seeing, like a better experience. Diablo 4 still looks fun, not going to lie, but 
I think for the longevity and the experience that I can have, Baldur's Gate is going to be way better. And a quick aside on that. We won't dig too much into this because we've rehashed this conversation a thousand times. Right. But Diablo 4 and all of the other Activision Blizzard properties for that matter are, you know, first of all, Diablo 4 is a paid game. It's a full right. price paid game. Right. But then it is also chock full of microtransactions. It's got a battle pass that apparently It's got sucks. a battle pass. It's got a shit ass battle pass. It's got tons of microtransactions. Obviously, that is not personally uh, our preferred way to play. Whereas right. Baldur's Gate 3, truly, I think one of the most attractive elements of it to the public at large that is largely weary of overextending those super invasive microtransactions and battle passes to death to death to death. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 is a full price game with none of those. Love to see it. None. There are no microtransactions. You it's like the old you days. You pay your guys. money's and you're done. You pay it's it's like buying a Nintendo game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just get the game. <laughs> so it is a full it's a, sure it's a full price game. Right. It's expensive, but yeah. for that cost, you are guaranteed that you will get free updates to come. Right. There might eventually be some paid DLC. Expansion. Happy, I feel like I heard like rum, rumblings of that, yeah. but like I don't think they're super committed to it yet. But it's kind of like with other titles similar in that vein. If it's a big meaty DLC that I feel like is going to extend the life of the game by another 15, 20 hours, oh, yeah. even 10 to 20 hours, I will pay for that. Like that's a model that I can get on board right. with. What I'm not a fan of is the constant drip feed of microtransactions over time. Yep. Don't like that. Give me one big chunk all at once to for me to decide, do I feel like this is worth engaging in? And if I don't, will my gameplay experience be worse for it? Right. And that's the real question, is that if by not engaging with the, the in-game progression system through monetary uh, means, will your experience suffer? And with Baldur's Gate 3... You don't have to worry about that. Mm-mm. Yeah. It, and, it, and it's been a fantastic experience so far. I know, you, like you've said, you know, performance-wise, that, you know, on your laptop, struggling a little bit in some Mostly certain areas. Fan. Mostly the fan. the fan. But, like, still runs pretty good. Yeah. My machine, like, again, no problems. And it doesn't really seem to be that buggy of a game. I will say it did have a very extended uh, early access period mm. where it wasn't, like, its full launch that you could get in on. And but so I'm sure they had some good time to work out the kinks there. But that's another thing you love to see. It's not buggy. It's not like broken. You know, I know uh, we have a couple of people who are we know of who are about to be picking up Starfield. And it's like we talked about that, about like our hesitation with that game of like it's Bethesda. They don't have a super great track record for that. And so it'll be curious to see if they do uh, with this game, if they're able to rectify that ship and kind of bring that around. But Baldur's Gate 3 so far well worth the money. And it's not even like you were saying, it like it's sure it's a full price game, but it's only sixty dollars for the base game, yeah. not the, like seventy five is what you're going to be shelling out for I, the PS five and Xbox versions. Oh later yes, on, yes. So the PC version is sixty. Yeah. Yes, gotcha. I, I actually don't know if the PS five and Xbox ones will be more. I would I imagine. I suspect that actually, they will be their full price. I would imagine. Yeah, I would think that they would. So be. you know, there's always be, that to consider. Yeah. Oh, but Birdie, to you were that, just outside. <laughs> chill, chill your little. She butt. says, "I'm just so excited about the, Baldur's Gate three. Will Papa be a druid so that he?" He can tame animals. Look at her go. No, I'm not going to be. Well, I guess we can get into that then. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess if you're familiar with D&D and stuff like that and kind of how it rolls, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that a was roll of the dice. Uh, but, you know, you, you have a lot. It's all about building your character and you like kind of like inhabiting and living as that character in the world. It and is so a far, role 
playing game. True and true. You become the character, breathe the character, live the character. And what's fun, and like I said, it really does play like an old Bioware, like the old Dragon Age games, which I really liked. The combat is different, you know, and with how it handles checks. Obviously, in, in uh, Baldur's Gate 3, you have it with a 20-sided die roll and different things like that. You don't have that in Dragon Age. But it's still like you can kind of tell because it's all handled for you kind of behind the scenes and everything. But, you know, I love the look of it, the isometric top down. The map is expansive so far in all the areas that you go to. Granted, we're still in one of the earlier areas, but there's a lot to do, a lot to explore. And it's and also like how how long, I guess, on your I know we were kind of hurrying a little bit in our co-op game, but in your solo game, how long were you in the character creator? Slash who did you pick? Ooh, okay, all good questions. So I picked a drow which I'm not entirely familiar with all of the different available races in D&D. I I gather that Drow is like big, mean elf with darkish blue skin. Uh, That's all I could kind of gather from that. And they like worship some horrible deity, but there are two factions, right? So there's the faction of Drow that worship the horrible deity that loves like pain and suffering and stuff. And then there's the faction that are like, whoa! Okay, guys, let's stall that back a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We want to make some allies outside of here, right? Maybe we should like them into that right, right. and I was like no I want to be the faction that worships the horrible devil person <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a drow that worships whoever my god is I do not know I'm also a cleric because we have in our team we have a bard a cleric a barbarian and a fighter and a yes, fighter and a fighter so I was like we're gonna need some healing which for now I gotta be honest I'm a pretty shit ass healer <laughs> You straight up just killed me once. I accidentally (laughs) killed Jared because I cast one of my uh, offensive spells at his body. And then later in another separate, I was getting the hang of the mechanics. Okay, There is a lot to learn with it. There's a lot of different things learning how all the things and powers combine. Jared and I were together on the map point blank range. We were standing right next to each yeah. other, and I was Jared was gravely wounded, and I had full health. And I was like, "Don't worry, Jared, I can heal you." So I tried to heal him and clicked on myself <laughs> and wasted my spell slot. And after that, I was out of spell slot. Oh man, so it's, I couldn't heal. Him. It's so good. Oh boy, um, let's see. Who did, Jared really took a beating from me specifically. But it was. I mean, it's all. It, it was so. It's fun. It's yeah. so much fun how much it does vary from a single player experience to a multiplayer experience you know granted you're not like in every conversation in the multiplayer one because anybody can activate a a conversation with an npc in this in uh in multiplayer whereas obviously in single player you're the only one who can which that was pretty mind-blowing to me so i kind of want to explain that a little bit more in depth to people that maybe aren't super involved with DD and maybe don't know what that means so there are all kinds of npcs in baldur's gate NPCs in Baldur's Gate 3 that you can interact with, some of whom are romanceable, eyebrow. I'm already trying my best waggles. with anybody I can. <laughs> just anybody. I'm not checking I'm just, I'm just, you know, putting out feelers. Yeah, just, just, just seeing who's out. Just swiping. What, what's the good one when you swipe on uh, Tinder or whatever? No, right? Sure, we'll pres- we'll assume that swiping right is good. Swiping right on everybody. Everybody gets a pass. <laughs> and the way that it works in live play Dungeons & Dragons is that no character is bound to any others. Like, if your crewmates are like, hey, we want to go do this, and you're like, 
my character isn't a fan of that. Yeah. I'm actually going to go to the bakery and stuff my face with croissants. You can do that. that. Sounds delicious. And, and and the and the dungeon master just has to be like, okay, gotta split out these two paths because one of you is going to the bakery and the others are gonna go progress the plot. Right. <laughs> so in 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 Baldur's Gate 3, it's actually pretty similar to that. And I guess I wasn't really expecting it. I was sort of expecting the multiplayer experience to be a little bit more like on rails, basically. Yeah, a little more linear. For it to be, yeah, a little bit more linear, a little bit more directed. But no, they actually did a pretty good job of replicating that sense of freedom from your compatriots in that one of you can go to any NPC and start that dialogue. You yeah. can start the dialogue, you can start cutscenes, and then if your crewmates want to join you, they have to physically go to you and also click to interact with that NPC, which was mind-blowing to me. I was like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? And then this blew my mind so when you're talking to npcs they have like you know all of these uh response dialogue options that you can give to the npcs yeah and they all sort of skew in a certain what's it called like moral direction mm -hmm. or, or what's it alignment they yes. all sort of skew in a different alignment like some of the responses will be like you're a nice person you know you're trying to get on their good side right other replies will be like bitch i'm gonna fucking fight you right now i just had one because i'm a barbarian in my in single player that was just like stop fighting or i'll bash both your skulls together yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like that where there's all these different types of responses that you can give and your teammates can come in and they can if at least if you're playing on a pc and i assume it will work similarly for console People. Yeah, it's it's we keep referencing console and PS5 Xbox versions. Those are not out yet. No, they're, they're coming not. out in like September, middle yeah. September 6th, maybe I want to yeah, say. They're coming out a so bit soon later. and also Mac. It will be available on Mac yeah, as well. Yeah, point for so Mac. Point for Mac. <laughs> Look at that. But so your uh, compatriots, whoever started the dialogue option, they 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 have the final say. They can actually click on which ones they want to progress in then no one else really has an ability to stop them from doing right. something. But what you do have the ability to do is suggest basically vote for which uh, dialogue option you want to put forward. And when you do it on PC, your little Steam icon comes <laughs> up right next to the option that you chose so that you can see which ones you picked, which ones your other crewmates picked, and you all have different assigned colors, yeah. which I just thought was fantastic. Was I was great. like, this makes it feel so much more collaborative than just watching what the other person does if they happen to get to the NPC first. It just makes it feel so much more like... We're all in this together. You yeah, know? it really does. But the other part of it, too, is because you while you still can kind of be like, uh, to use your example, I'm running off to the bakery. Uh, that can be happening while while you're in a conversation. One of your other, uh, you know, party members can be players can be running around doing stuff. And so in these like cinematics, you can sometimes see the person running, running around, around behind background. you, and, like <laughs> looking at things where they'll like run and just stand there. Then just like turn and look and like go a different direction because you can still see it. And you're yeah. having this very serious conversation <laughs> with an NPC. I think it's just a very com unintentionally comedic touch. But it also like. makes things a little bit more practical, too, because let's say that you know maybe somebody on your team has already played a little bit farther in the sure. single player mode and they know a little bit more about the map that means that whoever they're with can go talk to the NPCs while they're going around the map getting supplies killing off little minor enemies assuming they're able to do it on their own which sometimes you're not but if you were like OP right yeah right. Uh, so it's, it's just really opens up the floor to a lot of different options for everyone involved which 
like I said, I had no real idea of how they would be able to replicate that in an online multiplayer video game setting. And I'm really pleased with, with, with what they settled on. I think it's a really good middle ground. Yeah, it's, it is really good. And I really enjoy that a lot. Um, oh, I didn't actually say who I am. I, in my, in my single player, uh, one, I am a half orc barbarian. Decided to kind of go that. A uh, hork, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so I've been playing as that. Uh, and yeah, I am farther in that campaign than we are in our multiplayer one. Cleared out a couple of the first few areas and stuff like that. Um, I'm actually in the town that we got to at oh. the end of our co-op one. I did oh, a few other things. Past the wall. Yeah. Okay. I did a few other things uh, in the area, recruited a few of the party members that you can find and that kind of stuff, but then I'm actually now in that town and exploring it a little more. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so it's fun. And then in my multiplayer game, uh, with Mogan, I am playing as a dr- dragonborn bard. Which your character arguably is the coolest. I love it. This. It's yeah. so cool because like, the so bard cool. clothes are so fancy They're and so bright fanciful. and colorful and <laughs> looks so fun on my lizard boy. And so <laughs> it's been it's been very fun. And I've never like you know. And most times when you play like these, uh, I've never played a bard character in a role playing game before. So it's, I wanted to do something completely different because normally, like I did in my single player game, I just go right for the barbarian or the fighter. So I yeah. wanted to kind of like uh, mix it up. I can't remember what I chose as my subclass though. I kind of want to say criminal. I think I chose like criminal bard or something like that. So I can kind of have some good like sleight of hand, maybe be a little mix of a rogue and and my lock picking and stuff like that. But yeah, I picked cleric and guild artisan. So Mm. I've got like persuasion and maybe insight, something like that. I don't remember what the other one was, Uh, but I did want to point out Jared was hardcore carrying our asses (laughs) in that first little bit of the game because you had obviously already done some of it. So not only did you have the lay of the land better, but you also had more of the mechanics down for a lot of the rest of us it was like our first real time trying to play as a group well and like i had only played like two hours maybe before i like play with y'all so like i wasn't that far ahead but, but i had already gone through the baby better. steps of learning <laughs> yeah. some of it the biggest one is like the disengage yes. to leave a yes, fight yes, i'm yes. not used to that mechanic at yeah, all and i kept careful. getting slapped by those enemies those uh, those attacks of opportunity yeah you can't let you can't give them an opening no uh but you're also the only character we realized too late that is ranged i've I got a like couple of sp- it, when i start building up more of my white cleric magic yeah i'll have more range spells but for now my range is Bad. But I feel like we have we other characters. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If someone out there knows more than us, but like the, uh, I feel like our characters can, other characters can use a ranged weapon. I just happen to find one first. Oh, that's true. Because I have, have like a scimitar as well or something like that. But I have a crossbow that I'm using. Oh, okay, uh, that does remind me. I think my character has proficiency in like scimitars. I think rapiers. Yeah, and then maybe light crossbows or something. Okay, like so that. yeah, so, so we can yeah. probably get okay. away with it. Gotcha. Um, but so where I'm at, where I'm at. You know, it's the first town that you meet. So I've been like working and messing around with like uh, interacting with vendors and stuff like that, which is really cool because you can either just do straight up. I'm going to give you gold for this, for these items, or you can even barter where you like Try say to from sleep the with them. Say, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe if you can like drive a good enough bargain, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, you can like see what's in their inventory. You pick it, put it in like, here's what I want. Then you'd like drop all items, money, any combination of the things you have to equal the value. And the better you treat vendors, the better impression they have oh. of you, so the better prices you'll get. Good so to if you know. like find a good vendor who like you like, want to really become buddy buddy with, you might get start getting some really good prices from their wares. Maybe you like 
casually slip one of your sleeves off your shoulder <laughs> just give him a little show oh man you know whatever whatever form of whatever you want, we it's can D&D. everybody likes discounts right <laughs> <laughs> discounts and dragons <laughs> perfect name uh, so yeah, so it's been a lot of fun uh, figuring out all the different mechanics. The combat, yeah, and like kind of the like over understanding how all this different stuff worked did take a minute because, and especially like understanding, like I realized in my first plays, I did or you know, in the single player game, I was just like using my cleric. Uh, I was using her and just like using her spells willy nilly, not realizing then you have to do a short rest. Oh, your little helper. No, no, no. Oh. When, when you're playing for, uh, single player, you can control oh, all four of your party right. members. Right, and right, so right. like I was using her spells to like protect me or like my main character if I like rushed in because I was barbarian and then or like doing whatever, but not realizing that some of those spells have a cooldown that you can only like fix by doing a short rest. Yes. And then you can only do two short rests in a day before you have to take a long rest. And then to do a long rest, you have to have camp supplies. You have to go to a campfire. So you have to very like, dark souls. But you have them. to find like loot and everything, food and things to build up these yeah. camp you supplies. You need supplies. It's very realistic in that yeah. way. And so like all of these things I was not expecting adds a little bit more extra. And I was already like, man, I already feel like I'm going to every single container and every single barrel and trying to see what's in it. Fish. I'm gonna do it even more now yeah. because like I have to. I haven't really gotten much into the alchemy stuff yet. Ooh, me neither. I really I've started like trying to I think I come I think I might have crafted a health potion and I think that's really it I just remember the tutorial box coming up of like trying to tell me about the crafting system the alchemy system and we were in online multiplayer so I was like no no time that is a battle for another day <laughs> I am not gonna bother with that right now I'll figure this out on so my I own. close straight out of it um, one question for you I don't know if you've had a chance to really mess around with it too much but it, as I've learned in learning more about Baldur's Gate it's a little a point of contention are you if a result happens that you're not happy with, do you go back? No. What? No. I'm just, I was just Absol- asking. I would only go back if I died. And really, I guess if I were going to be super hardcore about it, there's part of me that wants to take the super traditional D&D approach, which is when your character dies... You start over? You make a new one. You start over. But, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be that hardcore about it. Probably not. Pro- I, I, probably probably not. not either. And I'm giving... I have I have done it. I will say, D- gone back on a save, not for any like major story moments or anything like that, but especially like in the first bits because I was like learning D and D mechanics and being like, oh wait, no, what? How do I do this? Yeah, oh, this doesn't work here. I was I, it was a whoopsies mulligan yeah. on a couple of those things. Gotcha. And so like that's kind of what I did. But no, if it, main stuff, I even like turned off that one setting. Like when we started doing our multi our multiplayer playthrough, Baldur's Gate has uh, in this one a setting called oh, Karmic Dice, car- right. where it's like. If you roll and you mess up or and you fail like multiple times in a row or more often than not, it will throw you a bone and give you a good roll every once in a while. You can turn that off, though, at, on and off at any time. And if you turn it off, then it's like straight RNG like it would be you're playing it at the tabletop. Yeah. The dice roll as they roll. Yes. Uh, and I failed like the first five things in a row. And I didn't go back and like fix anything. I was just like, this is the game. But I like I wanted to just understand and be like, I feel like I didn't do this right or this check right or understanding how all the different things work. So I kind of like since it was the opening area, I kind of like messed around with it then just to like kind of be like, I want to see what I can. I how can this understand works. that because that's you. You're less familiar with D&D. Right. I'm more familiar. But with, with so major story mechanics, moments and everything like that. Yes. No, I'm, I'm rolling. The dice will roll how that's, the dice roll. That's understandable. And then for anybody that's just super out of the water on Dungeons and Dragons, each character has base stats. And those stats are in things like strength, dexterity, charisma. 
Intelligence? All the intelligence. All those other fucking ones I don't care about. <laughs> so <laughs> the basic stuff. Basically, what qualities does your character have that could potentially serve them in the broader world? Right. So if you have really high intelligence, you're maybe a really good magic caster. Or you can do intelligence checks better when somebody's like, I think you're, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. I need you to prove it or something like that. If you have really high intelligence, your character might just know that kind of information and you yeah. can pass the checks. So when we say, you know, are you passing these checks, what you need to be visualizing in your head is that you've rolled a 20-sided die. And then let's say that I have a plus two to charisma because I'm a cleric. Right. Well, if I roll a 10, but I needed a 12 to pass that check, lucky me because I've got a plus two to charisma, so that 10 becomes a 12. But if let's say I am butt ass at strength and the check is, can you break down this door? And I roll a 10 and again, the check is a 10. Ooh, actually that's a nine now because yeah. I have a minus one to strength. So all the checks that you have in the game are based on your character's individual stats, whether or not you pass that check plus the roll of the dice. Right. Plus any assistance that your that your comrades might be able to give you, like you as the bard. I can do the bardic inspiration. Yeah, I the bard has a called. mechanic called bardic inspiration where you can kind of give your teammates a plus X to their role to make them more likely to pass Plus two check. right now with what I have? Oh, it's a plus two? For, I wasn't for, sure for if right it was now. I don't a know straight if it'll up like... and down plus two or if it was based on like a D4 or a oh, D3. it might actually be based on a D4. Oh, okay. That I think sense. it is based on a D4. A lot of the cleric's roles are based on D4. See, and I had to understand, I had to like learn that lingo. Mm. I kept saying like, it'll give you plus one D4 and I was like, so, for anybody else that what doesn't know, a plus one D4 means that you are theoretically rolling a four-sided dice. Right. Because Dungeons & Dragons is full of different sided dice. The 20-sided one is the main one, but then for a lot of your other like spells and checks, you might roll a three-sided or a four-sided or I think like a ten-sided dice. There might be a couple of others that I'm yeah. forgetting. Of. There's all kinds of dice. You, people ho have whole bags just for their Coin dice. Coin purses of dice. Coin purses of dice. And then really hardcore people bring their own little uh, uh, suede padded boxes to roll <laughs> the dice in to protect the dice. You don't want to scratch them and dent them You don't want to scratch your fancy dice, no, do you? No, absolutely not. Which I totally understand. And if I had endless money, I would totally have like a custom leather dice bag full of my custom enameled dice right. that weigh 50 pounds pounds in the bag <laughs> and then i would have my fancy little box and i'd be like oh yes showy fancy game of D and I, I would take any opportunity to bust them out it's like when, I, when we first started playing magic together and i like bought like a set of like fancy plus one minus one counters <laughs> i was like Ooh. which those things come in handy when They're we play nice. i'm glad you have those but uh, yeah no i'd be the same way give myself some fancy die Anyways, maybe i need to get my own fancy die now yeah, that'd be fun you do uh, I digress. Die. That is a rough explanation of how D&D mechanics yeah. and checks work. And so it's, you know, a, a different implementations of that throughout the whole game. Basically, every decision you make will be hit with some form of checks and balance. And so, you know, it's a very deep RPG experience. There is a lot to do. Like, I, I mean, I spent, a, I think I played for like a couple hours yesterday trying to get a few more hours in. And I spent a good chunk of that time, maybe half that time in the town oh, talking yeah. to various yeah. vendors like it can be a very and granted I'm going for the full experience of trying to figure out and see and explore as much as I can of course. but yeah I was like man this you can get lost in it oh yeah and I think that's what I also was kind of wanting to I, like a world to kind of get lost in yes I agree with that and really so not only a world to get lost in but I just feel like Baldur's Gate 3 
feels like an old school video game. Yes, to it me. does. It, I mean, I mean that's what I mean with the, the, the Dragon Age. Yeah, well, yeah, of I, that's such a good comparison because not including the microtransactions, you know, technically those have been around for quite a while. There's just some quality to Baldur's Gate Three that just. If it weren't for the really good graphics, you might sit there and go, this was made in 1996. Yeah, in a good way. In a good way, in the best way. Yeah. Like it just has something about it that feels very nostalgic, but it's a brand new shiny game. Yeah. And I haven't quite nailed down what that quality is yet. And I think that's... I just get that gut reaction to it. Yeah. And I think that's what my feeling is to it too. It just feels familiar. Yeah. Something about it feels really familiar, even though neither of us played. Yeah. Uh, And I haven't played any of the previous... No, I didn't play either yeah. of those either. No. Uh, and I even like had a friend who did play two, I want to say, or maybe it was one. I don't remember the timeline. But and and me being like, oh, this looks fun. What is it? And, and him kind of explaining to me, you know, I was a lot younger at the time. And I was like, no, that doesn't sound for me. <laughs> that sounds stupid. That sounds stupid. <laughs> no, I don't want to play that. It sounds too intense and too slow. But now 33-year-old Jared is like, hell yeah, sign hell me up. This yes. is great. This is fantastic. Um, and, and, you know, this is obviously our first impressions. We're very, very early on. Like I said, less than 10 hours for me. Yeah. Uh, into this still, but it's, I'm, I'm going to be putting it so much more time into it and just see, and this is one too, that I don't even mind like seeing stuff out of order and like seeing a TikTok videos doing oh, different things yeah. as long as it's not like story stuff. But if it's like, Hey, check out this crazy combo, like the big thing that I've been seeing now. And I think somebody brought up in our discord earlier about the uh, using the owl bear from the, from the top, you know, who comes like slamming down yeah, yeah. to do some massive combos, you know, or even uh, in the opening area where I was saying that I'd seen that thing when the two tieflings come in at the end, when you're fighting the mine or when you're fighting the captain of the, tieflings on the nautiloid right and i was right. trying to say like you can kill that guy and get a sword but you have to like block off this you know and i'd seen that on, yes i'd okay. seen that on a on a video so it's like since i'm still so new to the world of it and how it operates i'm very much like i don't really care like give me it all because i want to like soak this up and make this worth it and even if you do get exposed to maybe what could, what could be considered spoilers out in the wild on the tiktoks on the youtube so yeah. you get the idea there's no guarantee that your playthrough will wind up like their playthrough. Right. You don't know what stats they had. I mean, you might, depending on their character class and how much you know about them. But there's no guarantee that you will pass the checks or do the right dialogue options in long succession. Basically, um, there's when we talk about the romanceable NPCs, they all have like affinities. Yeah. And you have to take certain actions to grow that relationship with right. them in a positive or negative direction. So who knows whether or not you did that same combination of effects to get blank. So there's a ton of open-endedness in terms of how your playthrough can turn out in comparison to your friends and in comparison to future playthroughs that right. you might do. I feel like I heard somewhere that there's like potentially thousands of like oh yeah yeah thousands of thousands of, of bears out there yeah. have sex <laughs> just people. ready for the just thing just ready for those bears <laughs> <laughs> anyways anyway it just seems like i know that you know this is in terms of like talking about the story and all that stuff obviously we're we're, we're just so early on it's it, there's really no point to go into it at this point it will say that for a review in progress update at some point because who the hell knows I how will long. I realize we right. actually haven't talked about at all the premise of the game's plot because it's we like will briefly yeah, mention, yeah, 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 yeah. super briefly so it, the game opens with a beautiful cutscene great cutscene just a gorgeous cutscene of these uh, Cthulhu like creatures called mind flayers they're just Cthulhu's guys they're just Cthulhu's but they didn't want to use yeah, the word Cthulhu can't say it yeah little Cthulhu's not the big ones slim sexy ones kind of oh no <laughs> 
Heavens to Betsy. <laughs> uh, but these mind flayers are basically trying to take over all of the other humanoids yeah. by like sucking them up into their big Nautilus ships and then putting, oh, this part really grossed me gross. out. Putting these horrible little like leech-like creatures into their eyes that then burrow into their Ugh. brains to like mind control them. Yeah. Mind control them because the mind flayers are all about mind control and it's like, oh. I don't love that at all. Yeah. So the point is, there's a big bad up in the sky. They come down, they abduct people, they put little mind flayer seeds into their brains, mm -hmm. and then presumably bad shit's going to happen because of that. So your character's motivation is, A, you got to figure out how to get that tadpole uh, out of your brain because that's some bad news. It's not welcome. Bad news bears. And then B, look at all these sexy people just it's laying just, around. So many opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of motivations to get you started on the path. You got to get healthy. <laughs> you got to get healthy. got to get healthy real quick so you can get out there. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate that about the story. There's not set up. No. Like it literally just starts. You're a captive on this ship. You get the the bug put in you and then you crash the ship and your oh, adventure yeah. begins. And there's like no like 500 years ago, no. there was the great tale of mind flayers. No, there was none of that. There's no like intro. No lead narrator. Up to it all. They it just, just launch starts. you straight into it. And so it's just really kind of fun that it really does like give you no preconceived notions of what to expect. You're just thrown into this world to figure it out. And I can't wait to see yeah. what comes next. I it's can't wait to so see good. both how our single player campaigns wind up going. And honestly, I'm more invested in our multiplayer S campaign. Same. I feel like that's going to be chaotic. And I'm we have it. some very silly characters we on do. board. Um, so Snooty Boots is one of the ones that we're playing with. He attempted to make his best effort at Ronald McDonald. Slightly thing of nightmares. He's horrifying. But uh, so funny. In the so funny. And then Bro Mogan made it probably an equally horrifying, I think, gnome barbarian yes uh just terrible just terrible <laughs> i don't remember whatever horrible name he picked but his names are always hilarious it was very funny so what's my oh yeah you gave me the best name for my kid for mine oh yeah he's a bard so he's barty mcfly <laughs> so good. i'm sure other people thought of that but i didn't cop that it, name from oh, anybody I, else you suggested and i was like yes yes thank you 100 percent. that's my name i'm gonna try to live and up then to we've the just shenanigans got ronald in the <laughs> oh ron <laughs> oh man it's going to be a good time. But yeah, so if you have also picked up Baldur's Gate 3 and are uh, going through a campaign, I know and we've we had some good... we know a few of you are. We need to make a channel. I don't know why we haven't made a channel on the Discord, but oh we'll make God, a channel for the Discord. Okay, yes. Uh, so we can you know control all of our Baldur's Gate 3 play in there because I know, yeah, quite a few people are playing yeah. it and everything. But if you've been playing it, let us know how your place has been character. going. Tell us your character. Put, Put those it screenshots in, the photo in there. Mode. Yeah, yeah, let us see what you're working with, you know what I mean? And with your characters. And then... <coughs> uh, and just what you know, your experience with the game has been so far. So. Ooh, quick aside. Yeah. We are obviously not that far yet. I have heard that act three mechanically is a little rough. Ooh, okay. I've heard that it's They just kind put of, out a huge patch. I uh, yeah, so maybe have, the patch addressed that. Maybe that affects I'm not sure. I had just heard rumblings that Act 3 was rougher around the edges than Acts 1 and 2. So maybe they fixed that. There were some rumors that maybe they kind of rushed it out to get it out ahead of Starfield, yeah. which can't blame them, right? Like two giant RPGs coming out in a short window of time like that. Baldur's Great th 3 totally would have been crushed by Starfield. Oh, for sure. So I don't blame them for doing it. Uh, also, they're not a giant triple-A studio like so many of the other broken-ass Starfields <laughs> out there are definitely going to be. So we it's don't like, know if it's broken yet. Yeah, we We're don't know if it's broken assuming. yet. We're just <laughs> based on experience, mind you. But to put that out there, it's not a perfect game. 
yeah. right now. Who knows if the patch fixed it? We will not figure that out until For we are much a farther. long time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know how your playthrough's been going. Uh, send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Join us on the Discord. Talk about it with us there in the soon to be created Baldur's Gate 3 channel. Uh, and yeah. We'll keep you updated as well as our playthrough progresses. Once again, everybody, uh, reminder, again, we're going to be probably taking a couple weeks off as we figure out what we're doing for episode 300, but we will keep you updated as we have them. But until then, everybody, thanks for joining us. This has been a fun uh, first impressions of Baldur's Gate 3, and we'll see you all next time.